Where were you at when I popped off? Riding a cool with the top off. I cannot fuck with no knockoff. I'm in the stool like a pop star. Damn it, I feel like an outlaw. You wanna talk with a bow, dog? I'm in the room with the mouth loss. I'm in the room with the mouth loss. Let me deliver the home run. I'm calling this one a walk off. Yo, welcome to another episode of Big Facts Podcast. It's your boy Marcus Williams as the host with the co-hosts Devin Jackson and Chris Amaker. Hey y'all, Chris, Devin, what's going on with y'all? You. <laughs> Yo, bro, it's been a while since we've been back on the pod. Been almost a month, man. Like everybody's just doing their own thing. Jeez, but we've had a lot of shit go down while we've been we've been off, man. In the NFL, NCAA, NBA, like god damn. But you know, what? we're about to talk about it all. So shit, let's go ahead yes, and sir. get right down to it. You already know what's going on. Hey, look, first off, we're going to start off college football expansion. Now, we talked about earlier about how we didn't want the, you know, college football to go from four to 16 teams. Now we got OU and Texas joining the SEC in 2025. That shit was crazy. It kind of came out of nowhere, but it was just accepted all, you know, last week. Bro, Devin, I know you you the Texas fan, man. Like, like how, how you feeling about the move? You just gave through yourself you years know, of losing. I'm feeling myself right now because <laughs> I'm finally going to be able to use this line. It's just the SEC, man. We're the SEC. <laughs> but y'all might not, y'all might not ever win that again. Line so much, bro. Like, you don't understand. But now I get to use it. So I'm about to but use see, it. But see, you hate it until you get to use it. That's all. Exactly. But no, in all seriousness, um, Texas OU. Woo! Heated rivalry. So I hope we get to keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna start off by saying I'm ready. I'm ready to see what the SEC is all about. Um, I think Sheesh. this can be. This can go either really good for us in the recruiting station and in the sense of challenging ourselves as a team. Because I think we got a little bit. Um, how can you say complacent being in being in the Big Twelve? Uh, I think being complacent kind of in some situations uh-huh. there where we were. Losing the teams we're not supposed to lose to, i.e. TCU. Sorry, TCU, no offense, just saying. It's smooth, Joe. teams that we're not supposed to lose to, i.e. Oklahoma State, Iowa State. I don't care if Brock Purdy and, and them boys are over there. I don't care. We shouldn't have lost to them. Um, that's just me being me. Um, Texas is a high-oiled high program. We shouldn't be losing to teams that we shouldn't be losing to. We're, we're, we can't come out second and second recruited behind Oklahoma and then lose to teams that literally – weren't even in the top five. Um, so going on from there, I think it's going to be great for recruiting because now we can use that to build our recruiting our recruiting stature a little more. Also, it gives us a bigger challenge is facing those teams that we've always we always see ahead of us in the polls because of the same reason. Marcus' favorite line: "We're the uh, SEC. We got the toughest SEC." Like, so I'm ready. I'm ready to get those matchups in. And just so Marcus can smile a little bit, Marcus already know we got that matchup coming up in a couple of years, man. That that Texas Florida matchup, you know, it's coming up. Y'all ain't ready for it. I'm gonna be real. I'm I'm waiting on it, baby. But no, in all seriousness, OU, I think it's great for them as well because you know, running the Big Twelve for the last what now decade and a half, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think they they needed a new a new adventure, a new challenge, and I think this is the perfect challenge for them. Uh, get them into these real into these real football competitions, other than just the Big Twelve and facing Texas and getting the close games with Texas. I mean, that's the only challenge they really have during the season. So 
I'm waiting to see this year because they got a lot of returning players. Their defensive line looks pretty good this year. Uh, Spencer Riley gets another year under his belt. We'll see what happens. Um, so I'd love to see what's going to happen when, when we actually do make that venture. I know he's probably not going to be the quarterback by then, but we'll see what happens. You know, uh, Lincoln uh, Riley is a freaking quarterback whisperer. So, hey, who knows? But I, overall, I like it. I'm just waiting to see what's going to happen with the other conferences, especially the Big 12 now. Uh, I think some conferences might be taking taking their chances of combining with each other, i.e. the Big 12 and the Pac-10, Pac or Pac-12, excuse me, or Pac-10, I think it is. Pac-10 or Pac-12, I'm sorry. Pac-12, I'm it's still the Pac-12. Yeah. Pac-12, yeah, yeah, the Pac-10 and, or the Pac-12 and the Big 12 could probably combine now, probably make another super conference. Uh, ACC, as you as you probably heard as well, uh, Clemson and Florida State are also looking into it. Uh, into joining uh that would be also another big step because now that puts the all the big dogs in one almost all the big dogs in one conference uh i think soon enough that this top 12 that 12 uh that 12 man playoffs could be a thing if it comes down to making super conferences like this it might it might come to fruition and as much as we don't want it to happen we like bowl games and we like the matchups i don't want it to happen i think it could be a, a thing that we may see in the near future i.e. in the next probably two to three years or so. So by 2025, look out, ladies and gentlemen. We might be looking at a 12-man a twelve man playoffs. Look out. Chris, what you got? A couple things, man. First of all, I like how uh, optimistic you are about Texas. Y'all niggas suck. <laughs> I don't give it a game, bro. Texas sucks. All right. Um, the second thing, just a quick observation, bro. You couldn't even remember the pack. Like you can't remember other conference names now, bro. If everybody starts combining, I'm really worried about like what's gonna happen to college football. Because like, and I, I'm torn on what to think about this whole situation. But I saw the the Big 12's uh, commissioner, and he was like on Twitter, basically saying, "Man, I'm hurt." You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he was on Twitter, like. And so, Marcus, when I look at that, I'm like, "What are we gaining?" Like, yeah, as fans, regular season games, we're going to get more of those, right? Like, but I guess what kind of made the playoff fun or even the BCS, right, is that you have representation from from other conferences. You remember? You remember how it used to be, bro? Like, like it, it, I, it, it is like me? that because it's just like, you know, everyone has a chance. Yeah. It's just like, you know, the regular season mattered and every game essentially mattered so it's yeah. just like you know you can't really slip up all season. So it's kind of just a an all season grind. And yeah. now it's just kind of like it's more NFL now. That's what it's really it's, turning. Yeah, into. it's more NFL. Like it's more. Yeah. It's, you're gonna you're gonna play better teams each week. But I don't know the, the playoff. I don't know. I think it's gonna lose some of its like mystique if that makes yeah. sense. For sure, because you know you get you get okay. Now if it goes to twelve teams. Now it's just like, oh, okay, well, we can. Then it's an SEC tournament. Yeah, it's, it's really, that's what's really about to be. Yeah. That's the sad, it's, like, it's about to be the SEC tournament with like one or two Big Ten teams and one Pac 12 team. Exactly. And it's like, we don't even know if the Big 12 is going to survive this. So we, I don't even know if I can count them. As a as a power five, once Texas and OU, that's kind of what what brought them the Power Five moniker was okay. Exactly. They have Texas and OU. They have blue blood blue blood programs that you know yep. have the money, have the prestige to be called a Power Five. We take those exactly. away, 
Yeah. Now it's just kind of like, who's left? Exactly right, bro. And so, like, I don't know. I'm torn on the subject. I think my initial reaction is I don't like it. But I think we, we'll see how it plays out, you know. Uh, college football is going to look way different with people getting paid. Bro, people are switching conferences, bro. The next five years, bro, this shit going to be completely different. I, I think it's dead, bro. Like, I think, like, you're not going to – like, the rivalries – to me, I don't know if they're going to mean as much, especially when, you know, you got all these teams moving conferences to where you're not going to be able to play the same teams that you're used to playing all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be different. I think that it's like Texas and OU moving to the SEC is good for them money-wise, but I don't see OU winning the SEC anytime soon. I don't see Texas winning anytime soon. Damn so right. It's like, you move there. They they only move there because the the playoff has to expand to, yeah. to twelve teams. It has to, and honestly, they might just expand it to sixteen, just because once the mega conferences or super conferences are done with all their realignment, they're gonna be like, okay, well, let's just go sixteen and be like the NFL, like type stuff. Like so it, my it, question is at that point, how do you how do you make the system though? Exactly, like. For example, right? Okay, you're gonna have you're gonna have let's say twelve teams, right? Last yeah. year, Marcus, how many teams were in the SEC? Were SEC in the top ten alone? In the top ten? Yeah, I want to say it was four. Yeah, it was four because right. it was uh, Alabama, Georgia, Alabama, Texas A&M, and Florida. Okay, so that's four right there. That's four right there. Not to mention with. Power of schedule. If if we're talking for real, power of schedule, and you're in your in the rankings, you'll probably get us. You'll probably sneak another team in there, depending on the case. Because I'm pretty sure they're not with OU and Texas added for sure. Because think about this: Are you gonna give a team like Coastal Carolina or somebody the buy to go into the playoffs, even though they didn't face really nobody? Fuck no. Because uh-huh. now that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you how do you say they're permitted to go? Because now you have to think about, okay, who do they face? I mean, that's always going to be the caveat, but I think that with 12, <laughs> I mean, it does allow for group of five teams to get in, but I also think it's like, okay, well, who's voting them in? Because if you don't have a representative, that's a group of five like schools that are in the discussion of voting like on who gets in or not. Mm, I don't really see a lot of them getting in still. Like, regardless, there might be one or two if they have a perfect season, but that that's about it. Honestly, I just – I think at this point, you know, obviously college football has already been changing from since we mm-hmm. even grew up watching it. But, like, now, like, five years from now in 2025 and beyond – Bro, it's gonna be a totally different sport. It's not. It's never gonna yep. be the college football that we knew it was. And yeah, I think that's yeah, kind yeah. of the the part that I I hate the most is yeah. The, like there's certain traditions, bro, in college football, like rivalries, like you like, know, like it's not in any other sport. Yeah, and so like you're changing that. You're changing the sport. It's just like I don't know. I don't know. And I mean, I get it's like yeah, like it's it's become more of a business now. I mean, I think it was a business even when we grew up watching it, but it's like now they are getting billion dollar like TV deals and all this other stuff. It's just like... That shit means more than the sport. Yes. Yes. So... Because what happens is that the ACC at Clemson leaves. 
They still got uh, lacrosse and uh, <laughs> and basketball. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and basketball, and basketball. The crazy thing is, it's like, even the Big 12 is good at basketball, but football is the main thing driving everything. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That orange and purple, the only thing keeping it alive. They still have Baylor. Iowa State's a top 25 team, usually. Like, they have good teams in basketball, but honestly, if you're not good at football... Shit, yeah, so well when it comes to this conference realignment. Exactly. But we'll see what happens, though. Definitely looking forward to it because I want to know if they're going to try to power up against the SEC. That could be a thing because definitely. Now we build super conferences. I know, and what I'm saying about this is what I'm saying, though. This is what I'm saying. I'm not saying that they like power up and like make super conferences. I mean, like, in the sense of, okay. SEC right now, if they get Clemson and Florida State, that takes away the that takes away the ACC. Am I right? The only team left is North Carolina Man. and Miami, and Miami's Miami. not staying there if 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 both of them leave. We know this. So where's where's Miami going to probably go? Let's be real. I forgot Miami's ACC. Oh. Where's my, where, let's be real. Where do you think honestly, honestly going to go? Bro, you're a Clemson man. What do you mean? <laughs> so, hey, look, nah, he's like, hey, we want them at. They, they asked bro, so much. You know, they, they ain't been relevant in years. They ain't been relevant in years. They ain't been relevant since, since what? Uh, Willis McGahee? Facts. <laughs> Clinton Porter? Hey, 2002? Oh, man. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So at that point, Miami's probably gonna go and be like, "Well, like, if Clemson well, going to ACC, I mean the SEC, why can't we?" Bro, so that's such a way, terrible idea. Which is a terrible idea in in retrospect. Yes, you're right. You're right. But I'm just saying, we know you're. They're gonna fall. They're gonna still think they're the Miami of 2002. We know this because that's what they still think they are. I so mean, with that being the case, North Carolina is going to probably be the only smart way and probably either go independent or they're going to probably go all the way over to the, they're gonna probably go over yeah, to the Big Ten. Honestly, guys, I don't know. Is Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is the only team that no matter what happens in conference realignment, they'll be straight because they're independent and they'll still be able to yeah. play the same teams that they did yeah. want. Yeah, yep. but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So what happens to the rest of the ACC? If Clemson and Florida State leave, we know Miami's leaving. So with that being the case, who's there? Big 12 is the same way. They're going to have to find somewhere to go. They're going to have to. They're not just going to sit there and be the Big 12 with 10 teams. I'm not going to lie. OU might not see another playoff for a decade. No cap. After they make that change. After they make that change. If if OU is in the SEC West, there's no way. Marcus, there's no way. So, so why, as no an way. athletic director, why would you say because, move me to the because, conference where because, I would never because, win because again? They're trying to, they're trying to show. All right, so there's this, you know, that stigma that everybody brings along. Like, for example, you bring this thing, you, the stigma that you have on Texas that we're trash, right? Uh-huh. Right, right. What's facts, stigma, yes. Chris, what is what is the stigma I say about Clemson all the time? Y'all are, y'all are good because y'all are literally hundred percent healthy when y'all go into the playoffs, right? That's my stigma all the time, right? Okay, I'll take it. My stigma, the stigma on OU is they just sit there and beat up on the Big Twelve. They don't play nobody. They don't play That's nobody. Not a stigma on Texas, bro. But no, I, mean, I said OU. I said OU. I said OU. Oh, OU. Oh, yeah. So yeah. What I'm saying is they just sit there and beat up on the Big Twelve. They just sit there and beat up on the Big Twelve. Well, okay. The last time they faced the SEC, they put they put the Gators in the dirt. So they're like, okay, well, hey, hey, we well hold on, hold on, though. But the Gators, I, I, I don't mean, I don't mean that. I don't mean it as a shot, Marcus. I'm just saying. Hey, that was definitely a shot, Marcus. That was definitely a shot, Marcus. That was a shot, Marcus. 
Hey, we ain't have we ain't have our, our best players. I want to hear that. So, but, so but Jack, I feel you though. Like, but listen, game, 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 is, game is, is, get, is getting rid of that stigma worth more than being a winning team and making the playoffs? But they'll be a winning. They can be a winning team. I mean, they'll be a winning team, they're but they're not, not making the playoffs. Play, okay, they're not going to beat Bama. They can beat anybody else in that in that division. Though. That's bro, the listen. one team. That's the you one team they'll be probably go to. They could be them. They could be them. Bro, was, was OU even going I mean, undefeated in the, in the Big Twelve? They could. Or what about LSU when LSU gets back to being LSU? Okay, and when will that be? I mean, they always have up and down years. Name, so. na- name their do. best they player. Do. LSU's. I go a lot, but no, Marcus is right. There. Marcus is right. They have up and down years all the time, though. But yeah, you know what I'm so, so what I'm saying is, when have you heard? Oh, you have a bad year. Exactly, bro. Exactly, exactly. Because they listen, been tested. That's what I'm saying. Now, now they're going to be an average SEC. I think the thing about it like this: when they go to the playoff, what happens? They lose to the team that usually makes the championship. Because it's only other. It's only, what do you mean? There's only four teams, so of course yeah, they're going to lose to a team that makes so, the championship. What I'm saying, they're contending for titles. They're contending. What you happens when? Bro, no, they're not. What happened the last? What happened, last is that not what contending? happened the last that time? What happened the last time they were in the playoffs? They lost to Georgia, right? They lost to LSU. It was like sixty-two to twenty-eight. Okay, and LSU <laughs> went on to do what? And LSU we went on to do what? Okay, so why is that a bad? But well, why'd you get beat that bad? It's LSU. That was the most unstoppable <laughs> offense. That's the most unstoppable offense we've seen since this till this year with Alabama in that freaking juggernaut. All right, all right. Think about this. Okay, on, what, happened, what, happened, what, happened, what happened the last time when they faced Alabama? They still lost. They were getting beat by 24. Who did you say? Who did you say? Alabama. It's Alabama. Okay. And then before that, who was it? You're naming Georgia. teams that won championships the same year. What, what's your argument Georgia, at this point? But... <laughs> if you're getting beat by the top of top tier teams, meaning LSU, who, who won the chip. But the thing is, uh, these are teams, but these are teams that are in the conference you're going to. But these are in the teams that you're going to in the conference. Like you're going to the conference that continues to be the best. You have to enter the best, the best room. You have to enter. No, you don't. You can easily win your conference, go to the playoffs, and that's your best chance. Freaking Alabama A and M the first three games of the season, and then listen. And we have the formula. Clemson has a formula. They've shown teams like OU how to do it. The, the, one thing about, the one thing about Clemson that's different from Oklahoma is Clemson, because they're in the Southeast, they can recruit people that are in Thank the Southeast you. because the best recruits come from the Southeast. Thank so you. you can you can sell someone in the Southeast, be like, okay, you're playing in the Southeast, so you're still playing close to home. Yeah. You, get, you don't have to face the daunting schedule of the SEC, and we can develop you into an, an elite player even though you already are from high school and you can compete for championships without going through the road so, of the SEC. So, okay, if that's the case, then why is Clemson asking to go? I go a lot. I looked it up. Because, and that's because fake. Clemson can see and the that's money. Fake. That's fake. Clemson can I see the money, up. though. <laughs> no, but the only, the, saying... only difference, the only difference between what Clemson is doing and honestly, even what OU is doing in the Big 12. The only difference is they're not bringing in as much revenue because the SEC still has the best revenue. All I'm, 
All I'm saying is they want to go to the best conference because they want to try to be the best. Now, I'm not disagreeing with y'all saying like, hey, I would have just stayed beating on the Big 12 and just made the playoffs every year. You're right. You're right. You're right. There's no way you believe that. You're right. You're right. But at the same time, I think they're looking at it like they want a new challenge. Like I, I think I think the same way you're thinking. Like, why not just stay? Get your everybody thinks the same way. Chat. All right, I'll put it like this, bro. <laughs> if Oklahoma wins, <laughs> Marcus, listen to this, Marcus. If Oklahoma wins a championship <laughs> in the next twenty years, I will pay you one hundred dollars. Make it two hundred. You got a deal. Two hundred dollars. Easy, bro. That's how confident I am wait, that wait, they wait, will not wait. win. So is that like? So you're saying SEC or like national championship? National championship. When they move to the SEC, national championship. Now listen, I would not be making this bet if they stay in the Big Twelve because there's a chance they sneak it every year, and who knows what'll happen. But they will not win a championship in the SEC. I, I'll give it. I'll give it this. It depends. I depends. It depends on what side they go to. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, like, East. They can probably win it. They can make it out the East. Go to. But Georgia already beat Oklahoma before. That's true, though. Florida could Florida's beaten Oklahoma before, so it's not like they haven't done it. I'm not and saying, they, but I'm not saying like I'm not saying it's a cakewalk in the East. I mean, I, I'll, I'll say, I'll say it's an up. easier path because you don't got to go through Alabama every year. Yeah, I'll give you that. But no, what, what I'm saying is, I'd rather have to go through Georgia and Florida than go through Nick Saban. I'll be honest 100%, with you. Hundred percent. Oh, who would? So that's right. so what I'm so what I'm saying is this. I'd rather see I'd rather see Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah, we're gonna have to fight, we're gonna have to scratch, claw, do whatever we gotta do. But I feel like we were getting complacent in the Big Twelve. We were getting complacent, especially Oklahoma. Jack. But you know what, like what what actually will be what would be the better for OU? What would be better for OU? And this is, you know, it would be better if they're in the West. For the sole reason that if they beat Alabama once, they don't have to go through them again. But if you're in the East and you beat them once and you have to face them in the championship game again, more than likely you're not going to beat them a second time. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So it's like, you know, because that's what would have happened with Georgia. Georgia, when they played Alabama this year, is like, okay, well, they lost. That's true. That's true. But they. If they went back to the SEC championship, they would have had to face Alabama again. And like, it's like, like, you don't want to have to face Nick Saban twice because you don't beat him twice in the same season. It just doesn't mm-hmm. happen. It's just personal preference to me. I, I'd rather be – if it's personal preference, yes, I'd rather go to the West and get him out the way. If I can get a dub, that's that's great. If I can't, well, I got I got some work to do. I got to figure out some way. I got to make some teams lose. There's no I got to give, I gotta no give Florida and Georgia's playbook away, something. I got to get them out the way somehow. Wow. So, so let, me, let me just confirm something, Jay. So you think that the athletic directors and the big wigs, they sat in the office and they was like, we have to prove to people that we can win. In my in my eyes, I think this was the conversation. No, <laughs> recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. Because think about this. Think about this. Think about this. Think about this. All right, I'm, I'm gonna put it to you this way: when you're if you're a kid and now and you're a kid, and let's just say for example, uh, got dang Lincoln Riley comes to see you, right? Still the Big Twelve. Yes. All right, he's coming. He's coming to talk to you. He offers you scholarship with this down the four. Gives you the little jargon. Yeah, okay. you can play out here. We, we got a great program. You're probably going to yeah. see the, the college football playoffs at least at least once or twice. 
maybe every all three years, depending on depending on the team. Okay. This is down the fourth, right? And then you have the coup d'etat of let's just say, for example, Mr. Florida Gator himself walks down there. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Or Mr. Georgia Bulldog walks down there. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Hey man, you might you get to you get to play on the biggest stage in college in college football. You're gonna at least see it once with us. You're you're also gonna let's just say from you're from the southeastern, right? So you're gonna see you're gonna be close to home. You're gonna be playing the top talent. You're gonna be also playing in the best conference in football, the most watched in football, the most that has them. Marcus has stated this every time we talk about the SEC Big Twelve, the most ranked opponents <laughs> in college football. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Niggas just want to win, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I'm telling you, they just easily. If I'm a cook, for the money, bro, they're not doing. Yes, especially when niggas get paid now. Niggas just want to win, bro. They're risking wins for money. Yeah, and and the only reason why I will say a big reason why they're doing that is because they know that they know the playoff is going to expand, so they don't need the wins anymore. So when's the last time OU had a defense, bro? Because OU's a great team. And I'm a Texas fan. OU's not winning the conference. When is the last time OU had a defense? Huh? When's the last time OU had a defense? Okay, I know, Sam. I know, Sam. Think about it like this, bro. I guess the SEC is Think about A&M. Last season was the best season A&M had in the SEC. And they still couldn't make the SEC championship. Well, oh, also shit. they're in the same division as who? Alabama. Okay, so let's and just you know who will probably be in the same division of Alabama. OU. But what I'm saying, but unless that's they switch, unless they no, switch not, Alabama, unless they switch but, Alabama over to the East and they bring Texas and uh, Texas and which OU I think to that the would West, be the case. I think that would be the I, case. I think that could be a thing. Was they they put Alabama and Auburn in the East? And then they put OU and Texas in the West, and then so it stays, you know, geographically it would work out that way. But yeah. even then, they still have to go up against A and M, who has recruited better. Then they still have to go against LSU. Even if they get past all them people, you still got Alabama in the East or whoever comes out the East. If you want to win, you stay the fuck in the you're Big not, Twelve. You're not come to the SEC to I win. I swear bro. to God, you, you, you know that. Come bro. on. I'll promise it right now. I'm promising it right now. In the like, next, Texas has their own network, and they're in the sacrificing next, all that to go in the, to the next. Wow. In the next ten, in the next ten to twenty, I'll say next fifteen, just to put it right in the middle. Next fifteen, next fifteen years, OU will be in the conversation for for in the conversation. Well, OU will be in the conversation. SEC they, they, they were in the conversation yeah. for the past five years. No, no. I'm, I'm talking natty. I'm talking natty. They've been in the conversation for the past no, no. I'm giving it time. I'm giving it time to, to, for them to get in the SEC. Because so you think they're going to get better? I think they're going to get better. Yes. I mean, ten, ten, technically, they'll be in the conversation they're because they're going to be in the top I promise four. you right now, they're recruit, their recruiting poll will spike. I promise you, their polls they they will spike in recruiting this coming uh in the year twenty twenty four. Do you think they'll be better than Alabama? Will they be better than Alabama? Hell no, you know that. You we, we, both know, we both know Alabama's not losing not losing the throne unless they literally. Yeah, are they going to recruit better than Georgia? I think they, I think they can get Georgia. 
No, it's gonna take it's gonna take a while. But in I the south, it, it might take them like I think they can years. No, bro. I think they can, no. I'm not, I'm not saying it's gonna be the first year. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be the first six, what? first or two Georgia, years. Georgia recruits on par with Alabama. That's why I say facts. no, bro. Like when it comes right. to recruiting, those like I said, two it's are not gonna be the dominant. first. Them year. Gonna get yeah, it might take get like, like, like fifty years though. Like I said, it's not gonna be the first or second year. I I will say that now, but. Giving them time to get inside the conference, if they have two, let them have three three years of freaking success, and that's and that's saying that's success, success as though if they get to the college football playoffs in the SEC in the SEC they get to the college football playoffs is that success? They couldn't even do that in the Big Twelve. Well, well, here's one year. Here's why. Here's why I counter that. Two years. It's going to technically be success because the college football playoff is going to expand by the time uh, it gets to the SEC. Okay, and and that's but that's what I'm saying. So at that point, at so that like, point, at that so that's point, that's, wait, 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 wait. that's also saying point, Florida's going to have success. What do we measure? Georgia, all the other schools are going to have no, success. No, so too. I'm saying I was counting it as the four team. Now, if we're counting as the twelve team at that point. What are y'all counting? What are y'all counting as success for y'all teams? At that point, it's just it's national no. championship or bust. It's just it's, it's national championship or bust. So if Clemson doesn't win, Florida doesn't win, Texas doesn't win, OU doesn't win, and it's Alabama every year, is it really a failure for every team? Yeah. Okay, that's all I need to know. Chris, is it a failure if Clemson? Yeah. Doesn't win? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. But listen, but listen, because, though. But listen, though. Because the reason, the reason why I say that is because it's essentially going to be like the NFL, where you're not you're not judged on conference championships anymore or conference success because it's too easy to get into the national championship picture of the playoff. Because I was placing, I was placing it as the four team, so that's why I said college yeah, football playoff. The four yeah. team would be different. Because not everybody could get in there. Exactly. But now that you have, but now that you'll have twelve teams to get in, it's going to be like the NFL, where it's like, oh well, if you didn't make the playoffs, it's not a success. Or if you didn't make a run to the Super Bowl, it's not a success because it's easy to get into the playoffs. Now you got to make it to the championship. Yeah, I think yeah, that's true. one of the things that's going to really like hurt people in terms of success. It's like, did you make the playoff? No. Okay. Well, you were unsuccessful. So my question like, is, when they get to the 12 yeah, teams, usually make the playoff is, did you win the Super Bowl? Did you win the national championship? What's the what's the layout going to be though? Is it going to be NFL style layout? I, where nobody knows. They're going to have a bye week in between. They're going to have somebody that has a bye. They haven't hashed that out yet, but mm-hmm. they just know that they're going to expand it. So if they're going to expand, and if you make the playoffs, you if you annually make the playoffs, the expectation is championship. No more, What's oh, that? well, you got to a BCS bowl game. No more, oh, well, you won the conference championship, but you didn't, you know, do anything like – it's yeah. going to be more judged on did you win the championship because you had an opportunity. And I think that's it, the it thing was, that's really going to suck about it. Yeah. And that's – and but that's why I was saying, like, I was like, I got to see what happens once they actually get inside the conference. Because, one, we don't know the realignment yet. We don't know where everybody's going to be placed. Because, like I said, if it goes the way Marcus was talking about, the geographical way, OU definitely has a shot to get to the SEC championship. Definitely. With, with oh, no questions asked. So, that's what I'm saying. Texas, Texas. I'm not saying we're going to have a oh, – we're not we're not first-string first All-American going in there, but we have a chance. Texas A&M has a chance now because, well, Alabama's not there anymore. Uh, and then also, I got to look – I look at this as well. 
Do you think anybody would lead the SEC? Do you think anybody's going to no. get out the SEC? Never. Okay. But, no one would leave the SEC. Yeah, like I no one's leaving the SEC. Like Vanderbilt. But that's because Kentucky's, it's already built up. That, that tradition, they, yeah, you can't. They're cooling, yeah. bro. There's no way they're leaving. Because you can't take your schools out of the conference, but you can. I don't see us being the Vanderbilt of the SEC, bro. I, I can't see Texas like that, bro. We're not mm-hmm. that bad. I feel like Texas will be more of a. I feel like we could be what Texas A&M is now, where we start, we have one season, then we go kind of sputter, then we go one season, then we sputter, then we one season, then we sputter. I could could see that because like A&M, they usually go, you know, eight and five, eight and five, nine and four, nine and four, and then they'll have one good season and then go right back to mediocrity, so... (laughs) Because I, I, I could see that, but that's Texas, what we did the, the last three Texas, years. They have to show that they can be good. Like, and we haven't Texas, seen that in twenty years, Mark. Like it's been a while. Don't say twenty. It's only been ten. Chill. Don't don't wrap our don't don't wrap this up like that. Don't wrap this up like that. Don't <laughs> Not because you made it to the Outback Bowl, you were good. No, because Vince Young got us a natty. <laughs> that was ten. Damn. I'm tripping. Yeah. No, nah, that was fifteen. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it was, I, tried. It was I, tried. I tried to sneak it was, across. It was, like, <laughs> it was about. It was about. It was two thousand nine, or was it two thousand? No, it was two thousand. Yeah, two thousand nine. Season when Cole McCoy yeah, won the championship. Was it against Alabama? Yeah, it was next that was the same first year. That was the same Alabama. year Reggie Bush left the next year. Well, the same. No, 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 no. Cole McCoy. Oh no, no. I was talking yeah, about. That, no, that's what we're talking about. Cole McCoy oh, brought to, yeah, the yeah, yeah. championship game against Alabama yeah, yeah. in 2009. Yeah, that hurt. Y'all, y'all spy gated my man. Went ahead and took him out. Head Cole McCoy. Room. Would have won the natty if you went for the pack Man, y'all, y'all, y'all set that up, man. The play was already over. Y'all dove on that man's shoulder, man. I don't want to hit that, man. Y'all. Yeah, he's talking about dove on his shoulder. <laughs> Ain't nobody dove on his shoulder. Get out yeah, of here. I got video evidence that says <laughs> otherwise. But all right. Yeah, I got good video evidence that says Nick otherwise. Saban was over. Nick Saban pulled him to the side was like, hey, <laughs> sweep the knee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, hey, look. You know, we, we see that college football is going to more of a, um, an NFL-style set. And even though we don't really like it, you know, we see that, A, the tradition is kind of going down. It's more geared towards the money and the super conference moves. College football isn't going to be the same as, you know, we're used to seeing. But, you know, transition is transition. We can't really stop it. But it is what it is, and we just got to prepare for it and acclimate, you know. But, you know, with them – Moving more towards the NFL model, we can get right into the NFL. Aaron Rodgers reporting for training camp after this whole offseason where, hey, we didn't even know if he was coming back to the Packers. And honestly, to be honest with you, I didn't think he was. Like, they didn't give him what he wanted. You know, I didn't think he was coming. But, you know, they ended up restructuring his deal to where 2023 is void. And 2022, they have the option of him either staying or being traded. And now he's coming back with 2021. Him and Devontae Adams are going to have their, you know, last dance as, you know, the Michael Jordan documentary with the Bulls. You know, what y'all thinking about them actually? Because I I think they can make a run. You know, I think they were close last year. And honestly, they could have beat the Buccaneers. So I think with this whole last dance setup, and honestly, I think they're going to document this whole season 
just because of that moniker. But you know, I, I think they have a chance. So, so what y'all think about uh, good old A Rod and last season with the uh, Green Bay Packers? Did you uh, did you hear that for real? Like that's dope. If they're gonna like document that season. No, I, I just that, that's just you know me speculating. That'd be I tough. That'd would. be tough as fuck. That'd be but, tough, um, right? You know, hell yeah, hell coming yeah. off the MVP season, Devontae Adams coming off the season where he was the number one wide receiver, like why not document it? Yeah, that'd be fire. But um, real quick, then I'll give it to Jack. So I I was pretty much set that he wasn't gonna to come back. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, right? Like after all the shit that was going on, bro, between him and Gooden Coots. I, 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 I heard, I've heard, I've heard people say that name so many fucking times. Bro. But um, all the shit, bro, that was said between them niggas, and they worked it out somehow. I was like, what? Um, it ain't too defi- worked out. Yeah, it's not too worked out. He's definitely gone after this year. Like, there's nothing that will keep him. Unless he signs fucking Derrick Henry and Julio Jones. I don't know. But uh, there's nothing that's going to keep him there, bro. Um, so this season, I think. He's not going to win it this year. It's just too much going on. But listen, the media is going to be over the Packers, all over the Packers every game. <laughs> There's going to be so much, like, tension and shit. There's, they're not going to win, bro. There's no way. Um, and don't let them start off bad. I don't know, bro. <laughs> hey, look, they, that, it might be the thing that gets them over the hump, bro. I don't know. I go out. They're going to be – they're going to try. Like, don't get me wrong. I feel like they're going to rally behind Aaron. Like, I think Aaron is the true leader of that team. We all know that. Um, They have a chance, but – I just feel like if it going gets tough, bro, they're gonna start turning on each other and all that, and the media gonna get involved. And mm. I just feel like that's the way we're gonna go. But um, overall, like I think Devonte Adams, I'm excited to see where he goes. That's my takeaway from this. I'm excited to see where that dude goes after this year because he's top three wide receiver in the league. And I'll pass oh, it to Jet. I'll pass it to Jet. Uh, why did he have to just stay? He could have just left. Got a better team, better situation. Tradition. Tradition. Yeah, he would sit out the season pretty much. So like yeah. why um, not play? So hey, look, I'm play, but, but but at least he got a little bit of what he wanted, though. I'm I mean, gonna say right now he should have went ahead and just left. Uh, that's my that's my personal opinion. Um, what you mean? Though? What could he have done? Just because they just because they signed back Randall Cobb don't mean nothing. Uh, that's not helping you at all. Um, they 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 got a rookie receiver in the draft. I don't think he's going to do much for them. Um, they've been giving them these little B plus C plus receipt. Well, B minus C plus receivers for the for the last three to four years. I don't think that's worth anything. Uh, no offense to Lazard, MVS, or anything. I just don't think y'all are guys to help. Devonta Adams in no tape, number no way, shape, no Um, I feel like the Packer Nation, they've done this every year. They give them one team where it's like they give them, they give them that one high on life team. For example, when he won the Super Bowl, he had the defense, he had two good receivers, a slot that was like workable. I think that was young Randall Cobb, and that was what was that? Donald Driver, Jordy Nelson. Jordy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that was the one like high on life team, and ever since then they was like, nah, you don't get no more. That's it. You, it's a one time thing." I think they did the same thing to Brett Favre when he was in when he was a uh, Green Bay Packer. He won a chip. He had that. What was it? Bubba Franks, uh, uh, Shannon Sharp's brother, and I think uh, one other guy. 
Uh, I don't think Sharp's brother was there though. Yeah, um, Sterling, Sterling Sharp, but I, yeah, I don't know. If, I think I don't know if his injury. I think was, that happened before they won the chip, was, though. I think that was the year year or two before, or two or three years before. But I think Brett Favre was on the team, if I'm not mistaken. Brett Favre was definitely on the on the team when they last won the chip because Brett Favre has a Super Bowl. Yeah, he but, won the chip. Yeah, he won. He won. He won I, that chip. He was the yeah, starting that's, that's what I'm saying, But I, I don't know if Sterling Sharp was. Yeah, on that's that what I'm saying. Team. I think he was hurt before that. That's what I'm saying. I think he got hurt before before then. Uh, but yeah, in my honest opinion, I just think they've done this every year. No quarterback has last past 16 years. The, I think Aaron Rodgers will be the first one to do it uh, after year 16. If he if he goes back next the next year after that, he'll be the first quarterback the last 16 years in the past. I think the past like two quarterbacks, which is Bob Starr and then um, Brett Favre. So we'll see what happens. I'm I'm gonna guess right now if Aaron Rodgers does leave or if they end up starting off bad, Aaron Rodgers might request a trade while he's during midseason and just take the take the take the bite. Uh, I feel like Devontae Adams, if it's in his best interest, leave next year, especially if Aaron stays because you know you're going to get your numbers. Um, Yeah, this is his last – like this is his contract year, so. That's what I'm saying. If if next year comes around and they don't get at least to the – if they don't get to the Super Bowl this year, which I don't think they are because they got to go right back to them boys in Tampa Bay again. They just didn't execute. But what, it, what on their defense have they have they changed? Let's be real. Well, no, just, I mean just, that's true. Just that and experience alone is enough. Back everybody, but hey, when football, it's just it matching it up one for one. I don't see Rodgers beating them boys, man. Hey, man uh, they lost. They home. lost. A pe- they lost pieces on the offensive line. They're not the same. They're not that. That offensive line is not the same from last year. So that's why I'm kind of going a little bit towards one the extra year for the receivers, though. Huh. One extra year for those receivers to develop. Yeah, but one extra year, you lost your offensive line to block for Aaron Rodgers. I ain't gonna lie, bro. They the lost Packers are gonna be good. I, I feel like I, I feel like they're they're definitely in contention. So I feel yeah. like, like, like I'm not saying they're not in contention. They're not gonna but be the favorite by any means. But the thing about the NFL, bro, anyone that gets to the playoffs can win that shit. I'm gonna keep, yeah, like, most of the time. The Giants, the Giants, two years in a row. Uh, yeah, the two years that they won, they yeah. were barely getting into the playoffs, and they yeah. won because they were just hot. Like I said, it's just personal preference to me on on this on this matter. When I come, I feel to, it. come to matching them up, I think right now the Tim Bay has has the nod for me. Um, if things change and I see Aaron Rodgers looks like Aaron Rodgers from last year, I mean, or Aaron Rodgers from a couple, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, mean, like, I don't he think he fell off season, in three months. If he has another, if he has another year <laughs> like last year, who knows? Uh, I'll have to see how the season goes though. But right now, if I'm going off of just what I've seen from last year to now, I'm gonna say Bucks got the nod for me. Um, not saying you know anything can happen. We never know what could happen. They could have injuries. We we've all seen it happen, you know. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speculate. They're the clear cut favorites. But right now, if I had to say they meet back up in the NFC Championship, I don't see the Packers winning. Uh, that's my take on it. I, I'm gonna say A Rod leaves after this year. It's gonna be kind of heartfelt for the fans, but I think you know he's gonna have a bad taste with the staff, uh, with the managerial staff, and then Devontae has. I think I feel like it's just gonna be a clean break. They, they're just gonna say, "Hey, we we did our thing, and we're gonna move on." Yeah, they better not franchise my man. Which they probably would, low key. Hey, look, I, I, I can see the organization trying that too, like. Mm. We need somebody, so uh, 
yeah, we're going to franchise him, which I, I feel bad for my man because I'm just like, bro, he wants to be paid as the best receiver. And the reason why he didn't get the extension is because they didn't try and sign him to that sort of deal. Therefore, you know, he's just like, I'm, I'm not I'm not coming back. So I'm like, well, if he doesn't come back and Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back, bro, they are going to go from a team Oops. that was Super Bowl contention to, hey, they'll be lucky to make the playoffs. No Shit, win the, win the division at that. No cap. At that point, I mean, you got the, the Vikings, which, I mean, they got – they got some players, we, but... We know what they are, though. Yeah, yeah, like, we know what they are. Nine and seven. worried about the Make Lions. the playoffs. Mm. Oh, hell no. Who did they pick so, up? I know they lost effort. No, golf. Yeah, they, they lost effort. Right? They got golf, but, mm, like, what's golf? Golf, like, Galladay. No, they, uh, they, they didn't who? lose uh, Galladay to the, uh, the Giants. You're right. Yeah, so oh. like, they really don't. I, I'm not. I'm not putting much stock in Jared Goff. Yeah, what the, the fuck? Why would they do that? Yeah, because because you go get the, a quarterback the and then uh, lose your best receiver. Yeah, they got the first round picks. So oh, okay, I, mean, I okay. guess it was worth it. Who else yeah, in the division? Um, what was it? The, the the Bears. The Bears, which they'll be the team to look for. The once Aaron Rodgers leaves and they got Justin Fields. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't, I ain't gonna, gonna lie. Maybe this year, Marcus. I ain't capping. That defense is crazy. That defense is crazy, but I don't if think Justin Fields can give you something. I don't think they're going to start Justin Fields in the beginning. Who, they still got Trubisky on the roster. No, no, they got Andy they, Dalton. Oh, uh, I could see them starting him. He played well for the Cowboys when he started last year. Yeah, so so the reason why is like I don't think Andy Dalton's better than Justin Fields, but I think they're going to just be all like, oh well, we don't want to. They, so when in the draft they're like, oh well, he's not going to be our starter, and I think they're going to hold on to that no matter what happens in training camp. Just as I just think they're going to be like, okay, like he's not going to be the starter like week one, maybe like week four or five, but definitely not week one. So I can see that. So so I think with that I'm like I don't think this year. Now next year, oh for sure, like Bears are going to be the the leaders of the division for for a while. <laughs> Because I don't see Jordan Love being that guy. Because if he was that guy, they wouldn't have tried. They would have so traded much. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like they would have been like, like just what they did to Brett Favre, man. Like after all Aaron the Rodgers. shit Aaron Rodgers said, they would have traded yeah, his ass, like, bro. <laughs> if that if Jordan Love can start right now, they would have traded him for a top five wide receiver. Oh, yeah, like all the. On draft night, they would have been like, look, we want three first. No we want a second. Like, they are getting the haul for Aaron yep. Rodgers. So, you that it just lets it be known that Jordan Love isn't that guy. 100%. And now, now listen, now Aaron Rodgers, if, that's, if that is the case, Marcus, and, and he's not that guy, then at that point, I'm pissed if I'm Rodgers. I was already pissed that you drafted him. But now I'm really pissed because not only did you draft this man – but he's not ready in two – how many years? Two, three years? Uh, yeah, I think it's two years. And you wasted my prom to draft someone that's not ready yet. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, now I'm really pissed. You could have got a first-round receiver. Could have got Justin – could have got Justin Jefferson. Could have got C.D. Lamb. Like, Bro, they could have got Justin Jefferson. Oh, my God. Yes. And they see this man two times a year. That's why Aaron was pissed, bro. I understand now. Holy shit. <laughs> It's like they yeah, literally yeah. missed out 
on so on, on different receivers. Not, and I get it. Like some some years they drafted for defense. And I'm like, okay, cool. But you can't keep drafting first rounders on defense if the defense still isn't getting substantially better. You Rex. gotta at some point you just gotta be like, okay, well let's go help Aaron out because obviously Aaron's doing good with the offense that he has. Why not make it even better? Why not just make it even better? You have two if you had if he had Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson Unstoppable with Aaron Jones. Robert Tanyan at 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 a tight end and Aaron Jones. Oh my god. That might be the best offense ever. Yo, like really. So I'm like, if you when you think about these things and you think about how the organization treated him as a player with not letting him be in the in the decision making. That's pretty crazy. And and all this other stuff, it's like, bro, I I'd be mad. Like, hey bro, put me on Jeopardy. Y'all saw what he did when he uh when he went into his little press conference interview after practice, he was, I love this team. I love the, I love the fan. He was supposed to, he was about to say organization. He was to say organization and he was and like, he was I love the fans. He was like, bro, he does not fuck with the organization. And I'm, I ain't even I, I'm here for it. I'm like, yeah, like you can say that the organization has done a good job in terms of building a team around him that can win a Super Bowl. You got to give him credit for that. But the yeah. way that they've handled things and the way that, you know, they didn't build on what he's already good like with the offense with, like with getting other like new pieces, that's the thing where I'm just like, well, if he asks for it, just give it to him. At least once. Yeah. They didn't even do that. At least once. They, they had an ultimate once. opportunity when Julio came onto the board. The ultimate opportunity. Oh yeah, when Julio was available, they could have easily. But, but been honestly, like, oh, you know what's yeah. crazy? They don't even. They don't even need that caliber. They don't even need that caliber player. But it would have been. Well, it would have been good to have. It's the possibility, though. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, so, it would have been. It would have been crazy. Like, I, you can't play with the momentum. You can't play with the momentum. Okay. <laughs> it's a cheat code. You have no, you have no way to stop. Because it's like you can have your best corner. Who, who they gonna be on? Julio or Devontae Adams? You have to choose. And then the gap between your second best corner. <laughs> and and, and, yes, yeah, like it's, it's crazy. It's not happening, bro. It's, it's, not, it's happening. not happening, bro. And they're Super Bowl favorites if you have Julio on the other side. Oh, easy, yeah, easy. easily. Because I'm like, okay, well, you can say that the Buccaneers defense, but mm, it ain't that good. Both of them, bro. It ain't that um, good. The corner's not that good. Yeah, they ain't that good. The whole they good, but they they not like that, man. Nah, they ain't built like that. So I, I but they didn't make the move. So <sighs> it's whole, but I'm glad the saga is over. Like I'm glad that for now they can yeah, just yeah, it was getting old. Yeah, like because it seemed like people talking about it every day. And Rodgers this, and Rodgers that, and I get it because it's obviously a hot topic. Because I mean, if he ended up not playing, that would have been crazy news. But you know, I think it, it might shape the way the league goes moving forward. Yeah, because the fact that Aaron Rodgers now obviously you have to be a superstar player like Aaron Rodgers to do this type of thing, but he got it to where they restructured his contract in the way he wanted it by taking yep. that last year off and then letting that last year, the 2022 be a year where they could trade. Him. 
No cap. So he kind of so basically gets to go out the way he wants yeah. to go out instead of usually the NFL dictates when you leave. Yeah, uh, that's a good call. Like, and that that might be a sign of like you said, like things are really changing. Mm-hmm. Which is dope. Which, which is, is dope. cool. You know what I'm saying? Because like it goes, it all goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Right, right alongside the pay. Right, like. That might open the that door to start talking about contracts and shit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. get more guaranteed money, better yeah. health benefits, like all the stuff that the NBA has, like the NFL yeah. needs to strive to get towards. Because yeah. obviously, like the NFL, you know, it's 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 a push and shove because the NFL is a more of a physical sport for sure. So obviously the risk for injury is going to be higher. But, yo, like, if we make billions of dollars, if NFL owners make billions of dollars, they shouldn't be mad about guaranteeing NFL players' contracts when they have a salary cap. So it's like, yeah, they have a salary cap. going to spend this amount of money on every players year. Every, every year. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. So it's like, why not? They just don't want to do it. So I think hopefully, though, it does, you know, once they have their new CBA, which is honestly about, I think it's like 10 years from now because they just did a new one. And Jesus to me, Christ. that was sucked. But, you know, it's going to be a while. But hopefully by the time they have a new one, then they uh, hold their ground. And if we have another lockout, so be it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. As long as they get what they need to get, do it. So I love yeah, to I'll see running backs finally start getting paid for real. Really? Running back is the one position where they just use you up and throw you away. Bro, you could Bro, be, be fucking Lodani Tomlinson. <laughs> hey, you making 50 grand a year. Meanwhile, yeah, like, oh man, <laughs> quarterback's fucking raking in 50. Bro, like, it's it's sad. That shit is insane. And listen, I bro. Like, that, that's why like, with, with Le'Veon Bell, he was like, bro, I'm trying to make 15 million a, a year. Because for a running back, like that's the highest paid if you make fifteen a year. Listen to what you just said, bro. Fifteen for what Le'Veon was doing in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. is criminal. Even I think Wires are making twenty. receivers are making twenty. You got running backs making thirteen, fourteen. Like insane, bro. But that's just you know the way the NFL values running backs right now, and I think it's because they're like, oh well. Running backs now, unless you're a Derrick Henry or a Christian McCaffrey, if you're not one of the top running backs, then they're just like, we can just replace you with someone else. Yeah, literally, that's You'll how they get think. Yeah. Almost the same production, or we'll just have like a two back system, or you know, however they want to do it. But uh, I just want to know. I don't like that business side of it, but you know, I guess this is what owners and GMs have kind of just come accustomed to. Do you recently. think Derrick Henry will reset will reset the market? No, Christian McCaffrey just signed a four-year, $64 million contract. That's what. This is Derrick Henry. (laughs) I ain't gonna lie. You know what? what? One of the most disrespectful things that I've seen Madden do was not have Derrick Henry as the best back, even though he just came off a 2,000-yard season. They gave it to McCaffrey, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah. Which kind of hurts. There's no way. He only I go lie. That is criminal. That's criminal. That's criminal. That's but, criminal. But McCaffrey, I, I'm not making an argument for McCaffrey. I'm just saying no, McCaffrey, no, is like no, McCaffrey is like that. McCaffrey is like that. No. McCaffrey is like that. 
Hello. Chris, I can't, bro. This man just ran for 2,000 yards. No, no, I agree. I agree. 2,000 yards. Derrick Henry is the best back in the league. Like, he had, like, a a crazy good receiver. They knew he was getting the ball, and they still Everybody knows Derrick Henry's getting the ball. Yo, (laughs) I think they they had Nick Chubb higher than Derrick Henry. Huh? No, no. Derrick Henry was number two. Nick Chubb, I think, was three. Oh. But but Christian McCaffrey was a ninety seven, and they had Derrick Henry as a ninety six. Now I'm like, bro, that, he, that, that's, that's crazy. crazy. He hasn't got a ninety nine yet, and I'm not gonna lie, he's been legitimately. He needs to have a ninety nine. Wait, 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 wait. Didn't he have back to back two two thousand yard seasons? No, 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 no just no. one. He he was short okay, last just year. One. Okay, he went okay. fifteen. At, I think he had fifteen hundred last year or sixteen hundred, something like that. I don't know. He just had that crazy ass postseason. That's what he had. Yeah. He had that crazy ass postseason where he was having like two hundred yard games. Okay, but still, bro, two thousand yards. That's pretty insane. Uh, Derrick Henry ran for fifteen forty. Uh, fifteen forty the year before in 2027 20, 20, This uh, last year, averaging over five yards a carry. Averaging five no, he yards did it. a carry. Oh, yeah, he's averaging 102 yards in 2019, 126 yards in 2019. That's insane, bro. You can't tell me that, man. You got to put him at a 99, bro. That is insane. I'm sorry. You got to put him at a 99. Bro, he's he's average. His attempts per offense is based off of him. And then play his carry action. per game have went up every year he's been in the league. He went from seven no, 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 to no, no. He averaged five yards per game the whole season. Bro, <laughs> back they had back season. yards. Back-to-back seasons, you're averaging over five yards a carry. In the NFL, that's great. That's exceptional. In the NFL, that's, that's like, all-time great. Like, yes. Like, three like, years bro. in a row, and he's three and years in a row. Like, one, it's, like, it's, it's like Devin said, but it's not like he's one of those, like, oh, like, third-down backs that gets the ball and feel yeah, unexpected. Yeah. Everybody knows the he's number getting one the ball. option is Derrick Henry. <laughs> you're getting the ball. And he's still averaging five yards a carry, bro. Um, no, nah, I feel it. I feel it. My question so, is now, bro. What do you do? What do you do with Derrick Henry when your contract comes up, though? Do Do you pull a Le'Veon Bell think, and try to become the highest back in the, league, in the and league and become the reset I, market? I think he got a oh, bro. He got a he got a, a four year, fifty million dollar contract. That's criminal, That's bro. Criminal, bro. He's the best yeah, at his position. And he's only at ninety. Was that ninety four Marcus or ninety six Marcus? Ninety six. Ninety six. And I'm pretty sure man, his bro. average salary is twelve and a half million dollars. Bro, Duncan Robinson just on ninety mil. <laughs> Duncan Robinson. This is why people say they'd rather play basketball than. Football. Thank you, Mark. Bro, I'm trying to tell you. Right, bro. Yeah. Like. Basketball is so much better because Tim Hardaway players, Jr. players, are, able to, players are able to be themselves. <laughs> like, bro. But they getting that for hitting a couple threes off the bench. But Alex Caruso signed a bigger contract. I was signed a bigger contract. Yeah. Than Jerry Henry. <laughs> Yo, four-year thirty-seven. NFL owners, bro, they take advantage of these niggas. I don't care. Nobody says that. It's like, bro, like, you know, what What the thing is, it's like the NBA, like, their salary cap is a soft cap, so they can kind of go over that shit. With the NFL, they're like, by no means can't nope. go over the salary cap. 
And that's a, that's just, a rule designed to make them profit, bro. Alex uh-huh. Caruso yeah, just signed a four-year, $37 million deal, bro. Yeah, that's about the same as uh, fucking what Derrick Henry's making. But Alonzo signed a four-year, $84 million. I ain't gonna lie. He like that. That's, a, <laughs> that's another conversation. That's the... A... Like, oh, that's later on. That's later on, but yeah, they—they the NFL. I get it because there's more players you have to pay. So I get it in that in that respect, but damn, like he really just said he liked that. But all right, we'll we'll get to it later. We'll we'll get to it later. But you know, now, now that we're under basketball, obviously. You know, the Bucks won their second championship, first one since Kareem won in, what, 1971. So Giannis and the Bucks come up, beat uh, the Phoenix Suns four straight in order to win their second championship. Giannis now essentially has every single award you can ever have as a superstar. You have MVPs. You have Defensive Player of the Year. You have a title now, like – the impact of him winning that championship means that, and he kind of said it in his post-game press conference after the championship, that, hey, I could have went to any other team and I could have won a championship that way, but I wanted to do it the hard way. And he was like, you know, we did it. And he's just like, I don't care if I don't win another one. The fact that I won this one and I did it this way, I'm content with that. And I'm... I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly agree with him because he, he didn't do it with a super team. Obviously, they have good players around, but bro really carried the team on his back. Even when he got hit with that hyperextended knee, and bro, they they fucking did it. And I'm I'm sad for Chris Paul because obviously Chris Paul didn't get the championship that everybody kind of wanted him to have. Because honestly, we pretty much that. know it's his final like. <laughs> finals run i don't think the suns are gonna go back and i don't think anybody else believes that so him not winning definitely hurt but you know i think you couldn't be mad at whoever won in the finals this year you know um what what do y'all think about the finals run i know Devin. you know you said that uh Giannis will never make a finals and he made it and he won all right, I'm going to go ahead and start off with my formal <laughs> apology. Uh, Mr. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I would like to formally apologize. Um, you are like that. Nah, 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 I knew he was like that. I just didn't think his team was. Uh, obviously, they proved me wrong. Uh, Chris Middleton showed up. And, yeah, he, he kept showing up in the most weirdest of times. Like, he'll go 0-5, and the next you know, he becomes the reincarnation of KD with a Bucks jersey on. I don't understand it. But, <laughs> hey, but really, no, in bro. all seriousness, um, great win by the Bucks. I, I have no bad thoughts to say about it. I could talk about the injuries, but that's part of the game. So we're not going to bring that up because that's it's part of the game. Uh, I apologize to all, Buck, all Giannis and Buck fans. I definitely thought y'all y'all had a formula, but the formula was a little off. But hey, the formula worked for y'all. Y'all got your ring. My condolences go out to Chris Paul. Your only finals that you're gonna see, you probably never the only finals you probably ever see. <laughs> uh unless you go to a super team. Uh 
Good luck, brother. Uh, <laughs> you still a Hall of Famer in my book. Still top five point guard of all time. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. I give a big ups to the uh, to the Bucks organization. Y'all, y'all, y'all construed a team to make sure hey, he he was able to make it uh, make a run and make it count, and he made it count. Um, y'all bet y'all bet y'all chips on this man. I remember when they drafted this man, <laughs> and he was just some scrawny kid from Greece, and they was like, "Who is this guy?" And all they saw was literally him dunking on people in Greece. So um, he's came a long way, had a long journey, sto- a big story to tell. I hope he documented this stuff because I feel like his documentary would be pretty cool. Would be pretty awesome to see. Well, it's crazy. He yeah. already has one. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm saying like to continue on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The, the second, the part two of that would be amazing. Because um, I know like the the hoops and and troubles he went through and the obstacles he went through when it comes to being the best team and then losing and losing in the second round, being the best team and losing the second round again, being already counted out saying like, Hey, I don't think this guy has what it takes. And then finally with some, with the help of some pieces, get there and make it happen and probably have one of the best finals performances we've ever seen. Uh, Give him some credit. So I I will say, Hey, hey, uh, you know, great job. Hats off to you, my boy. Enjoy your ring. Come back next season and get beat by the Nets, please. Thank you. <laughs> but still, congratulations, hey, Giannis. Man. What you got, Chris? You're a funny dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just want to play the clip from the, uh, the old pod we did where I was oh, like, the Bucks, the Bucks are going to win. And y'all was like, you know, the Suns are going to win. So we can go back and listen to that pod another time. Um, but like I said earlier, and I don't even know if we were recording when I said this, but Giannis had one of the best finals of all time. Like, yeah. 100%. Like, yeah, that's not even debatable. Off the top of my head, it's easily top five all time that, I, that I've seen or, or, or read about. So, like. Just going to look at his stats, bro. He averaged 35 points, 13 boards, 5 assists on 65% shooting in front of him. That's that's Shaq. That's Shaq shit. No cap. Like, that's that's, that's better than any, any, that might be better than any series Shaq has ever had, bro. Like, and I was. This one par. They're they're about the same. Just a little off. Yeah, he probably. I think the fact that he did it on 65% shooting. And he was literally like the the their best offensive and defensive force, like shh. dominated the game. And Jack will remember, bro. Like I have never been high on Giannis. I always said he's a liability. He can't shoot. You can never win. You can never win like that. But I think I said that because he he just kept shooting. Like he kept bailing them out rather than playing like Shaq, right, and abusing his size and dominating uh, uh, on the glass. So like. Once he said, fuck it, I'm not shooting no more. Like, I'm going to the rack. You know what I'm saying? Like, he started averaging 30 every night, like, in the playoffs, improving that he can score. But I didn't want him to become. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's become that, which I (laughs) – And so, like, overall, man, the biggest takeaway, I have nothing to say about the Suns. They really blew it. They should have won, but they blew it. Um, The biggest takeaway is Giannis had a historic finals, and he's proven that – like you don't have to shoot anymore. Um, like 
it's kind of like pre pre Curry era. Like this, I ain't gonna say that. Uh, uh, yeah, I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna say that. But this is like a <laughs> like this. This reminds me of pre Curry era, where like if you had a dominant big man or someone that could that could dominate on the glass with a high percentage, like you could win yeah, at a competitive yeah. level. And like we had up until shit when it, Curry just started taking off with the Warriors in the early twenty uh, tens. Um, like ever since then, bro. When's the last time we had a dominant big Joel? I mean, I, I think the, uh, the last time Joel, I think the dominant big won the championship was Dirk. Yeah, Dirk. That's the last. That's the yeah, last one. Yeah, and that was what twenty eleven. I'm not gonna do Tim Duncan like that because the Spurs did win one while they faced the the Heat. That was twenty eleven level, but I, I would I, say that chip. That Either way, that's more on the guards right there. Because I ain't gonna lie, they was yeah, yeah, slacking. They shot yeah. the lights yeah. out. They shot the lights out. I'm just saying, like, you wanted to look at the last yeah. time a big man, like, was a centerpiece for a team. Yeah. yeah. But even then, but even then, that one. was, that's about 10 years ago. That's a long time. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, for the NBA, a game that's predicated on size, like, for if we're to go a 10 year stretch where that was, like, the most dominant big. So I just think it's reminded me of, like, pre Curry era. Where your best player can be a, a guy who doesn't shoot threes well, and that because was kind of refreshing. Was the closest that you can get, and he was stepping yeah. out every once in a while, and still shooting them and making yeah. them a thirty percent. Right, like I don't know, man. Uh, I think it's good for the NBA, though. I really do. Like I think that's that's what the NBA needed. They did not need the Nets to win this year, fellas. Yeah, yeah, fellas. We did not need the Nets to win this year. Because uh, then it just yeah, would have ruined. Right. would have ruined next year, and it and would have ruined. You know. Maybe even the year after that. It might have ruined the entire NBA. The Warriors with KD when you decide, brother, could have win. Like, what do you do? Injuries happen, brother. Yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no mystique. There's no nothing. It's just they're winning the championship. In the words of my boy Thanos, I am inevitable. (laughs) (laughs) Because guess what? They're coming back next season. It might be. But honestly, though, it makes it makes entry because it's like you don't want to set. That they're automatically winning because exactly. of what's happening in free agency right now. Even though it's in a different conference, still it's no, still kind of scary. Even if, even if you say the same conference, I mean, we still have to wonder about if Ben Simmons is going to be traded. Like I think that's going to probably be one of the biggest off-season speculations because it's already been put out that the Sixers are shopping. For him, now we just have to see if something actually goes down to where they do trade him, or maybe he actually gets in the gym, shoots up some shots, gets better shot, gets a better shot or a shot because he really doesn't have one, and True. you know actually develops as a player in that respect. Yep, I agree. Good for the NBA. A lot that can go on that could that could cause a shift in the in the <laughs> in the course of the next couple of weeks. Yeah, because so, if we are talking about free agency right now, I mean, we could say obviously the Lakers right now, who they have just been on a veteran tear. Yes, sir. You know, getting back Dwight Howard, mm. getting Kendrick Nunn, getting oh, Melo. <laughs> and we ain't talking about LaMelo Ball. We talking about Carmelo. The man, the myth, the, the banana bench. boat, bro. Mm. Mm. Malik Monk? Russell Westbrook. Mm. Like, 
they're, they're getting guys that it's just Bro. like, you know, the Wayne Ellington. They got uh, who who's the last guy they got? It was one more. Ken Bazemore. Um, Ken Bazemore. Yeah. yeah. I'm like they're they're going all in on veterans this year. They still got Dennis Bro. Schroeder, but honestly, I don't. Trevor Oh yeah, Trevor. Trevor they did get Trevor Ariza. Yep. And Bro, they're still sitting there doing nothing. Bro, they got all W's. This is the best free agent class without a big like, game I've is, ever this seen. This has been this has been wild because it's like, yo, like they're going for experience and they're going for guys that they know what they've seen them do before. And I mean, exactly. obviously they got Malik Monk too, so we can't leave him out. So Can I'm like, this one is just like a whole them? roster overhaul. Yep. Can I throw a starting five at y'all though? Mm-hmm. Starting five. So what do you think of this? What do you think about this starting five? Lonzo, Levine, DeRozan, Laurie McConnell with Vucevic. Do you think that team makes the playoffs? Yeah, yeah playoffs. Yeah, of yeah. course. That's what the Chicago but, Bulls. But see, but see, see, here's the thing though. The Bulls did okay. The Bulls added Lonzo. They got DeRozan, and obviously they got um, Caruso. But they got all Wait, these pieces still there. Yeah, yeah, they got all these pieces. But do they have the funds in order to keep Zach Levine to an extension? Because that's, that's kind of the thing that's been going on while he's been at the Olympics. Was yeah. he's been looking for that long term deal? And all he's asking for is he said that he wants to be respected. So he's not – he didn't set an amount, but he said he wants to be respected. Now, if you think about top, that – He's a top they player, have, bro, and they're not okay, treating him Okay, yeah, he's a top player, but do they, are they going to have the funds to keep him? I, we don't know, but we, I don't we'll, think, see, we'll see where it goes in the future because I don't think that they'd want to lose him for sure. But even if they didn't lose him – do you think that they contend with the Nets? Do you think they contend with Milwaukee? Or do you think they contend with the Sixers? And you have to put the Hawks in there now because they just made the Eastern Conference Finals. And you got to put in Miami because they just added Kyle Lowry. And they re-signed Duncan Robinson. Still have Jimmy. Still have Bam. Still have Hero. Hopefully Hero gets better and not really regress like he did this year. But, you know. We'll see how that goes. But I think it's a lot of contending teams in the East right now. And I think the NBA in general as a whole, I think the storyline is better because not only is there is there competition in the West like there usually is, there's competition in the East. And I think that's the one of the most intriguing, intriguing parts of free agency so far that has happened is teams are – doing more to get better even if it's for the short term we'll see what happens though definitely i want to i want to see what the rest of free agency holds hopefully zach levine gets tired of and comes to boston we we need a we need a guy to take some pressure off you already have Jalen brown and jason tatum what more could you need you know we can trade Jalen brown for some pieces you know what i'm saying i'll take that i'm joking i'm joking Jalen brown's great i love jv get this man out of the The something don't know what they need bro they don't know what we need we need a big man we need a big man and we need a versatile four and when i say a versatile point guard a point guard as well, but if I'm thinking right now, I think our biggest need is a big. 
we don't the years that we've played that we've played in top top position we've had a a big that can contend um yeah. Even the year where Jason Tatum was, where we had the little screwball team with Jason Tatum, Terry Rozier, and all them, we had a big that was least competent and wasn't letting anything inside the paint. Daniel Thies is like tissue paper. Anything you want in the paint, you can get because you don't try to jack that same corner three and brick it off the side of the goddamn rim every time he shoots it. We really need a big, and then we our next big acquisition should be a point guard. Uh, the versatile four, I'm okay with trying to figure that out or putting a. If you want me to be honest, I think we need to put Williams down there. Uh, I like him a lot because like he's kid. athletic. Yeah, if he, you, he, if he, you know he when we face the Nets, they had their struggles when we had Williams in the game. He was turning up, bro. As soon as we put Tristan Thompson stiff behind in there, yeah. they were <laughs> killing him in pick and roll. How pick and roll them to the Kings? Yeah, like. It, I, 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 Tristan Thompson is a pretty good center to me. I don't, I don't think he's bad, but he's not built for the Celtics. Dog, we need somebody who's athletic, who's gonna get, who's gonna go out the blocks, go out the chase downs, not scared to take a foul, not gonna let nothing in the paint. I'll take you getting a foul or two if you're not, if you're securing the paint. Like the years that we were good, we secured the paint. You're not getting no easy bucket. You're not getting no this easy bucket. Like you're not, we're not just letting you walk to the paint and lay it off the, lay it off the backboard. Nah. Give me that. Let me get that off of you. Like that's what I that's what I miss. I miss that aggression. <laughs> but I think we could be great with a young with a with that young with that young cat in there. I think he's I think he's he's bound to be great. He just needs some guidance. Defensive. He just needs some guidance so he can get an offensive game a little more. Maybe like a hook. Maybe a jumping hook. A simple little you know screen to roll off the backside, catch oops. Because he had some plays last year during the playoffs where the Nets gave him the backside oop. And he would jump, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't finish. Like he would jump, grab the ball, and have to come back down and tap it off the glass. Like, nah, finish that. That's a momentum play. That's a play where you get everybody going. That's that play that gets your blood pumping a little bit. That's a play that hey, you know. <laughs> so we need that, and that's what we need. That's what you need because when that happens, that's when you start getting fiery. Like the year when we went, we when we pushed the Cavs to seven. Think about it. Jason Tatum dunks on LeBron. Did you did you not see the center know, go we've crazy? We we seen it. The the whole momentum shifted. Terry Rozier's <laughs> pulling from pulling from thirty four to thirty two feet. The next play, <laughs> like Yo, that, still, that yeah, we still <laughs> lost the series. Obviously, I mean, hey, it's LeBron. But you get what I'm saying. That's a that's a that's a momentum play. You need those. <laughs> It's just like it's just like AD when they throw one up to LeBron or AD. AD throw that thing down. LeBron gonna cock it back and let that thing go. And when that happens, not everybody's hype. Not next, you know, LeBron playing defense, ninety four feet, getting charged, get causing the charge against Jay Crowder, and then running back to the other end and clapping it up. That's that momentum. That's that play. That's the momentum yeah, we'll, plays. We'll, we'll see if the Celtics can get back to that point because obviously last season was not a great season for them. We um, had no defense at all. But, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> all right. So if y'all if y'all say like so so far in free agency, you know, I think the uh, top free agents right now, use uh, Kawhi. To me, Kawhi Leonard is the top one. He declined his option with the Clippers. Do you think he's going to come back, or do you think he's going to resign for 
maybe either either a bigger deal or uh, a deal that would save them money in order to get more players. Yeah, I think he'll stay. He's he's from LA. He moved back there for a reason. I think he's at a place in his career where he don't he really doesn't care about winning like that anymore. <laughs> to the point to the point where he would move again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I really don't think he cares that much. Um, Cause like, let's be honest, Kawhi is not the type of player to fight through injuries. We know that, right? Like he, he oh for sure, he he doesn't care that much. So I think that one's the easy one. He think he stays. Okay, all right. I got him staying as well. I'm I'm just piggyback off of Chris. I'm gonna just say, hey, he he's at that point in his career now. He has what two chips? Three? Yep, two, two chips. He has two chips. M- Finals MVP. He might not have an MVP. I think he has a defensive player of the year, if I'm not mistaken. Or did he get did he get ousted by Draymond? So. No, I think he yeah, got ousted by Draymond. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he has his awards. He has his he has the accolades to put himself in good company. He did something that people didn't think he was going to do and made the rap and got the Raptors to a chip. He beat the unbeatable Warriors, even though they were a little injury ridden, but he beat them. So it is what it is. So, like, yeah, I think he stays. <laughs> unbeatable for Jay, bro. Why would you even classify him as unbeatable? But you know what happened. Listen, listen, we both know. Everyone we both knows know. what happened. We both know, bro. Come on. Well, if that was know. a Celtics that one where you would not stop talking for him. And we'd be like, bro, shut up. But I'm was injured, bro. I'll be bragging to the day of dawn. Let us have won that game seven against Brian. I know. Trust me. I already know. I already know. You still think about that dunk to this day. Yeah, uh, I do. I got a post in my room right now. I swear to God, I hope you're lying, bro. <laughs> no, I'm lying. Uh, this is my screensaver though, on my on my laptop. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie about that though. That's gonna be one of the screensavers. Sheesh. Well, I, I think uh, another free agent that I think is a, a curious one because he was injured for the season, but Spencer Dinwiddie. I think he's curious because it's like, okay, he's coming off the ACL injury, but that man was a bucket at I uh, the Nets before, you know, uh, Ky- yeah. uh, Kyrie and all them came. Yeah. So I'm kind of thinking, does he does he go for the championship and, re- and signs with the Nets? Or does he go for whatever team is going to give me the most money, go for the bag? Because I think after an injury like an ACL injury, especially with the NBA, how it is, how we talked about it, how, you know, the contracts are fully guaranteed, I think, you know, it's like, okay, well, if I go – my way of thinking is, okay, if I go for the bag now, this is my best chance, you know. I feel that. You you know, because just that financial security for the future – I yeah. think if I was him, I'd go for it. But also, it just all depends on, like, how bad do you want a championship right now? Honestly, I honestly didn't think about it like that, but that makes a lot of sense. Like, because yeah. my initial gut reaction was, um, like, you need to resign. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Why are you even thinking about it? <laughs> but that nigga's a bucket, right? Like, he was averaging at easily 20. I can't remember exactly mm-hmm. what he was averaging, but easily 20. Um like when the Nets were trash, remember? Uh, and him and Karis LeVert were like the scoring options. Yeah, like they was, were literally yeah. like leading the team. Yeah, he averaged like 20 easy. So I, I definitely see what you're saying. Like he, 20. if he shows he's healthy, if he shows he's healthy off the surgery, 
and he gets a big bag, you got to take advantage of that because that doesn't come around often. It does. You know what I'm and you never know, especially like in sports. You never, unless you're never just know. already a superstar, you never yeah. know when you're going to get that type of bag again. Good call. I like that take. I like that take. Yeah, He's 28 so. years old right now. Because um, yeah, like, this is like the prime right now. Yeah, which is why he's, I at say, that, like, he's at think, that right moment. Like, I don't think at 32 or 33, he's going to get that same type of you know money. Hey, the sack, he's not going to get the bag at, at 32. Uh, unless, unless he just pulls a Chris Paul and starts hooping, like hooping, hooping, and, and bringing them to a championship. Well, not to a championship, but at least to a finals or deep in a playoff run. I, I don't see it. So. But, it's just my thing of now do you think of I thought this and I put this in I'm gonna just slide this in as a as a coup d'etat as well as if you're Spencer Dilley do you not throw that little coup d'etat like dang if I was there we could have beat them we could have beat the Bucks because James wouldn't have to get the ball James would have could have been chilling and I don't and I don't I, I think that I think that's a good assessment but I think the difference between star players and, you know, good players is good players, they're not really based off of championship or bust. Their their whole thinking is I just need to get I, I need to get the funds, you know, I need to be on a team that's good, but on a team that's willing to pay me. You know, that's why what Dennis Schroeder was talking about some Four year, eighty four mil or a hundred mil dollar contract, and it's like, bro, Dennis Schroeder, you're not that good to get that type of bag. But at the same time, it's like he's thinking about the bag, not oh, I'm on the Lakers that can contend for a championship. Yep. Only thing so I was like, thinking about when, you, when you're a player that's not based off of championships, but based off of your production, like good players are, you got to go for where. where we got to go where the bag is taking you, unless you're just late in your career where you're just like, oh, okay, well, I want to win a championship. If I haven't yeah. won one already, you know. Yeah. But you got to get the money because superstar players know they're going to get it regardless. That ain't sure. the question. Wherever they go, the money's going to be there. Mm-hmm. But they got to be more in tune of, okay, where can I win a championship? Because that's just all about their legacy. But Spencer Dinwiddie isn't going to be judged on his legacy. So he's just like, bro, I just need to get the bag. I think his free agency will be interesting. I'll be interested to see where he goes, if it's even soon. Because honestly, his might drag out until closer to the season, just because they want to test out how his his knee is and stuff. Because like they that. had a little, they had a little post on uh, on uh, Snap saying that he made a little he made a little tweet when somebody said he should go to the Knicks, and he did the little eyeballs emoji, and I was like, mm, they got money to spend. They, they, they gonna spend the bag on you. They got money bro, to spend. Do you, do, do you really want right, so, so to go down one street? Thing, one thing that the Knicks, which I think is is funny, but this is a, a Knicks thing to do, is all the big contracts that they've doled out this um, this off season, they've only been three year contracts, and the reason for that is they want to make sure that when Zion, when Jaw. When all these other good players, good rising players, get to the end of their contract, they want to be available. Exactly. And it's funny because it's like, it's a trend that the Knicks do 
every time just to hurt themselves later on because they don't hurt themselves (laughs) it might be all they need to do is hit on one (laughs) they have a chance and they have a chance because if you have one superstar player that goes to the knicks i think they have the cachet to add other players because it's the guard and if you're playing completely agree completely agree and honestly, I think Carmelo was the only – I think Carmelo is one of the only outliers in that. But I think it's because the Knicks just were so bad for so long. It's just like people just didn't want to go with Melo. But because they've made it to the playoffs this year, and I think that they'll still be a playoff team with what they have, even for the next few years, I think they can make some shape. I really do. So that's another thing to watch out for. That Spencer Dinwiddie to the Knicks might just be a thing. I I would not because they they did re-sign Derrick Rose, but if you get Spencer Dinwiddie, you can just have another guy at the guard spot to go along with R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle and all the other pieces that they have in order to at least compete. Because they ain't winning no championship right now, but their I think their mode is we just have to be competitive. So once we do get a chance for these big name people to be available, we have something to sell. Yep, I agree. That, I mean, the Knicks have been trying that for a while, but I think they're on the right path. Yeah, I think like, they're on the right path now. Like I think like with the, Melo, they were good, but I think at that point it was just kind of too late. Things that was a that was a win now situation. Like yeah, they, yeah. They, they put everything they had into building the best possible team. Uh, but now they got young talent that's promising, um, and the boys actually like play defense. Like you mm-hmm. watch the Knicks, bro. Them boys they was playing play defense last year. Defense. So, so all you need is some offense. Hey, look, watch out for the Knicks in 2024, 2025. They might just do something. Catch his eye on leaving. The same, uh, the same, the same year Oklahoma know. wins uh, the championship, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Said ten to fifteen, sir. <laughs> I'm not gonna say twenty. I'm not gonna say twenty years like you. <laughs> I'll hit you up in about twenty hey, years. Look, uh, <laughs> We're gonna be yeah. on the Xbox Prime by the end. But no, yeah, man. So, oh, go ahead, bro. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. We got one more big thing though. Mm-hmm. The NBA draft that just happened Sheesh. on Thursday. Now, hey, look, we've seen we, – we, we got some good guys like Jalen Suggs. Obviously, he's in the draft. Um, we had uh, – who were some other guys that, that, that were drafted? Kate Cunningham. Uh, yeah, Kate Cunningham. Jalen oh, Suggs. Uh, uh, what was that over? Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley? Yeah, the center, yeah. So, that definitely like – oh, hold on. They had um, – what was old buddy's name? Oh, what's cool? What's cool? Book night, book night from oh, uh, yeah. Connecticut. I yeah. liked him. Yeah. He was he was good. So was, yeah, they was, said that this is the best draft since 2003. Franz Wagner, Jonathan Kaminga. I'm not gonna lie. So so Josh you Gibbs. know, so the top ten, the top ten guys that you know we had in this draft: Cade Cunningham going to the Pistons, Jalen Green going to the Rockets. Evan Mobley going to the Cavaliers. Scotty Barnes going to the Raptors. Jalen Suggs to the Magic. You got uh, Josh Giddy 
to uh, Oklahoma City. Yep, you got Jonathan Kuniga going to uh, the Damn. Warriors. He's nice. You too. got Franz Wagner who's going to uh, Orlando as well, which is a great pickup. You got Davion Mitchell going to the Kings, and then we got Zaire Williams going to the Pelicans. Anybody else? And my that guy, uh, James Booknight going to the uh, the Pelicans. I mean, I not think to that Davion Mitchell pickup was kind of odd to me because of the fact that. They got Halliburton coming back, and then also they still have Buddy Hill. I just thought I, that I was think, weird. It, it was weird, but when I thought about it, I was like, you know what? They did it because they needed defense. So when so yeah. when Buddy Hill and uh, De'Aaron Fox go to the bench, they want they like Tyrese Halliburton and Davion Mitchell to be the guards for defense, and they're both like they're two way players. Yeah, so I think I think they they just want as guards that can score, but guards that can also play defense. Because the biggest thing about the Kings, and it's gonna it hurts with Tristan Thompson, but they haven't had defense in forever. So the fact that you know they're they're literally like twenty years, yeah, like bro, like it's it's been a minute. Like I and look, I'm a Kings fan, but wait, dead ass, bro, dead ass, bro. And I hey look. No expectations for the playoffs whatsoever every year. It doesn't change. But I still hopeful in the beginning. But you know, by the my by all star break, I know where I know where we're you going. You already know. So, you know, um but but I like the pickup. You know, slowly but surely, I think we can build something. We just need to build like the front court. If we can get some good Bro. Dudes, some big big Good big dudes. I think we can make yeah. some shape. But right I now, agree. I'm just you know, cause I I was sad we got rid of Boogie Cousins. To be honest with you, I was like, bro, we're a trash franchise. I hate us, but you know, I, I got over it. But I'm gonna put my my bid in right now. I'm gonna say yeah, right so, now, France Wagner has the biggest upside to me for his team. Uh, Jalen Suggs, I think it's good, think but it's I think good. right now the the stretch the floor type of big is really coming alive in the in the NBA. Um, if you think about it now, a lot of bigs on teams are starting just trying to get that 16, 15 footer. Franz Whiten is coming out there already pulling from what 20, 28, 29, well, 26, 27 feet, and with confidence. Like, <laughs> I think that's where these guys like Chet Holgram you'll see in a couple more years. He's he's down there in Gonzaga. You're seeing these guys starting to come out now. They might be seven foot, but they're they're with they have a clip like <laughs> a clip. So hey, look, they're not afraid to they're not afraid to pull. The, yeah, they're not afraid to pull. Um, I think friend, I think Franz Wagner would probably be my bet right now. I'm not gonna say rookie of the year, but I think he'll have a good big impact. Um. Going off of the rest of the draft, though, who would you say right now is your is your pick for rookie of the year, though? If you had to, to be choose, honest, one. Uh, so for me, I choose either Cade Cunningham or Evan Mobley, and the reason why I choose those either those two because. I think the teams, I think Detroit with Cade, 
And I think Cleveland with Evan Mobley is, I think, they're just going to be like, yo, like you're the centerpiece, game one. Like, you do what you do, and we'll just build around whatever you can do best. And I think that, you know, with Evan Mobley, I think his situation is good because they just re-signed Jared Allen to a five-year, $100 million deal. So you have another big guy down low that can take pressure off you. So you can kind of do your own game. You don't have to worry about, oh, man, I got to focus on the rebounding and the defense. Like, Jared Allen is there for that. So all you have to do is kind of just do what you do best. Let him take care of, like, all the big stuff down low. And it just makes it easier for him. And then with Cade, I think Cade is just like, hey, you're our scorer. I don't really see anyone else on that team really being that guy. So they're just going to be like, yo, like, have at it. And I think he's just going to put up hella shots. And he's just going to be, you know, he'll probably average, like, about 18, 19 a, a game, I think. Bro, hell yeah. K is the rookie of the year, bro. The, 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 <laughs> the, Detroit, the Detroit Pistons are going to be terrible next year. Terrible. Terrible. And and he's already come in talking big shit, which means he's confident. Bro, and no one's going to tell him he can't shoot. You got a green light. Like, he bought a, who, he, who else is on that team that would be better? Like, they exactly. No, no I agree. I agree. It's just like mm. he's already coming in with that confidence, bro. He's definitely going to put up shots. And I, I, and he has a I, scoring I, ability in the build, bro. He's 6'7 and runs the PG. Yeah. Bro. So I think that, that's a mismatch in itself. And he can shoot. He's not just Ben Simmons. He can shoot. Like, mm-hmm. that's, I ain't going to lie. He can easily average 20 his first year. Easily. If LaMelo could come in last year, first year in the NBA, and average uh, damn near 17, this man can definitely do that. Yeah. I'm going to throw a weird one out there. Uh, My dark horse right now, Scotty Barnes. Um, Scotty Barnes. What's up with you mm-hmm. and Scotty's, bro? You love hey, Scotty Pippen. No, no, the reason why I see he's a dark horse is hey, because Scotty. <laughs> he did a. He was a great. He's a two way. He's a two way player, and also he play. He plays well off off the off the ball. So I think that will help out a lot, especially with the fact that they're gonna probably have Van Fleet running the, running the, uh, running the point, and they're gonna have who is it? Uh, what's his name at the two? Uh, Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. If not, if they don't go Gary Trent Jr., it's probably gonna be a. Uh, uh, Oge, uh, is it Oganobi? I mean, Oganobi. Yeah. OG Ananobi. That nigga likes. Yeah. yeah. So, with that being the case, I think they're going to probably go linky because they're going to have to have – they're going to probably go kind of big at the two through the five because the fact that they're going to have Van Fleet on the floor or Gary Trent on the floor, which are both smaller guards. Uh, so, with that being the case, I feel like that he'll have the most chances to be able to – you know, get transition bucket. He's a great. He's a good defender. I feel like with OG Ananobi on the court, that's another great. That's another good defender. He's not a great defender. Not over there. You know, putting clamp clamps on somebody, but he can clamp up when he needs to. I just think because they're gonna have to make up for Gary Trent Jr., Van Fleet, and Siakam don't play no defense at all. So let's be real. <laughs> so they, they, they lost. The uh, they lost Van Fleet. They did. No, no, they got Van Fleet still. Oh, I thought you. I thought you said they lost him. No, yeah, I'm saying yeah, yeah. they they lose him on defense. Who's he gonna guard? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm about to say, bro. Goddamn. 
like, they about to be trash, trash. They're gonna have to play. They're gonna. I think Scotty Barnes works out for them because they're gonna play probably a lot of. I think they're gonna go to a lot of zone this next year. So, with that being the case, I feel like having Scotty Barnes up top and with Odin, with Ananobi, I think that's a great duo up top to play defense. Because you got two lanky guards. Because you know Florida State's yeah, known for having yeah, lanky long that, guards. Well, lanky I mean, long guards. I, I think Scotty Barnes has to get. I think he'll have to get adjusted to the NBA for a little while. But I think he can make yeah. some work. Like obviously he's going to have a little adjustment period. But that's every that's every rook. I mean, yeah, that's it. Like, who doesn't? You know. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the only the only anomalies we've seen is well, Zion shooting four threes in his debut, and they all go in. And then John Moran just deciding he's going to go to the cup every time he sees the rock. I mean, <laughs> whenever you've seen yep. many rooks do that, I mean, let's be real. Facts, facts, facts. Since Damian Lillard, when he had his rookie season, and he was just literally pulling from 35 feet and not caring with with just I no mean, record. Everybody, everybody has a different rookie experience, that's for sure. And then, so that's my dark horse. But if I'm, if I'm going off – <laughs> you know <laughs> what I see, Chris. I'm right there with you, dog. K. Cunningham has the green light. Jesus, he's about to <laughs> have the greenest fluorescent. <laughs> Can that see in the dark. <laughs> I'm being for Oh man. Oh no. We just lost him. That means all the, everything we have is gone, right? No, we still have them. Hold on, let me try to see if I can. Oh, dang. I'm trying to see if I can. <laughs> His laptop died. <laughs> A week. <laughs> Work is all week, and I can't stop it either. It's okay. Oh. He can edit it. He can edit it. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot yeah. of editing. Kate Cunningham is gonna be my guy. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Kate's about to go crazy, boy. Welcome back to Big Facts Podcast. Sorry we had to cut the episode short, but we'll be back. So stay tuned. Next week we'll be back with another episode. Me, Devin, Chris, we'll be back. Don't even worry about it. We got you covered.